you're listening to The Parent Classroom, a space for quick conversations on how to nurture your child's education. I'm your host, Komal Shah, a former teacher turned consultant who fundamentally believes that every parent has the power to raise their child consciously within the K-12 schooling system. I cannot wait to bring you on this journey. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode. Today, I am talking about self-love, but specifically how it is denied by the K-12 schooling system. And a lot of what I'm going to speak about is what I dealt with from a young age, but also what I saw as a teacher and what I believe every parent needs to know for their child. This episode for me speaks to my heart. And I'm so excited to share my thoughts on this because it actually is a prequel episode. I am so excited because I'm bringing in a parent, guest, and friend next week. And she's going to speak a lot of how you as a parent can balance achievement in school and self-love for your kiddos. So I'm excited to get her insight and also share a little bit of mine today. And I want to start off by just sharing my thoughts and feelings on self-love and why I just, I truly feel that our schools do such a disservice to cultivate this in kids. And let me just start off by defining self-love. I was doing some research to find a definition that resonated with me, and this is what I found was the closest. Self-love means accepting yourself as you are in this very moment for everything that you are. It means accepting your emotions for what they are and putting your physical, emotional, and mental well-being first. It is a deep appreciation for oneself. I mean, wow, (laughs) that's pretty powerful. And I know for me, this has been such a struggle in my life. And I know I'm not the only one. You know, we grow up knowing that self-love is important, you know, trusting yourself and believing in yourself and seeing yourself as whole, complete. But to be honest, you know, I've lived most of my life not feeling self-love. And a lot of this stems from growing up. You know, I grew up in a house with a very loving family, an older brother and two immigrant parents. And like most, the outside world saw perfection in my family. But Within the confines of these four walls, it was a household that was led by adults who were just doing their best to survive. This was because they had come up or come from another country and they were just trying to survive in the U.S. And though my parents wanted to do what was best for my brother and I, they themselves had never had the space to develop their own wholeness, their own self-love. Thus, it was a household where my parents were just 
wound to children and adult bodies. And so for me growing up, I didn't cultivate a sense of self-love. I was really not given the space to process my own emotions, let alone develop this capacity of inner resilience. And disclaimer, this is no one to blame, you know, but this was my reality. And so I started creating these false narratives in my mind. You are not worthy. You will never be good enough. You are deeply unloved. And I know it sounds awful, but it was true. That's what I believed and thought of myself. And I have spent most of my life trying to undo these narratives, to believe that I'm loved and enough and worthy, and to not hide the truest parts of myself that maybe society sees as a weakness you know, expressing my emotions and showing my inner truth and my beliefs and my values and living by them. And gosh, doesn't every child deserve that to feel that way about themselves? And for me, I've coped in two ways. The first is an urgent need for perfection. And two is a lot of people-pleasing and needing external validation. And I don't think I was really confronted with my lack of self-love until I became a teacher back in 2013. And a lot of my coping mechanisms, because of this deep wound inside of me, they became more potent. You know, my students made me confront myself deeply because there was no escape. You know, it's really true that children can represent so many parts of ourselves, especially the parts we are unwilling to look at with the microscope. As they say, children are our biggest mirrors. And so for me, when I started uncovering these truths about myself, it was so clear that I lacked self-love and it affected the way I showed up for kids. And I don't know for you if maybe as a parent you felt the same, that your own lack or lack thereof affects the way you show up, right? And we all have healing to do. There's no denying that. And I know for me that when I was in the classroom, I projected a lot of my insecurities onto my students. I needed constant validation from them. And I even struggled to see the beauty that lied within them. But of course I did because I couldn't even see it in myself. And that's really where my journey and my determination to have self-love started, but also to be determined to go we have to do better for kids and students. And parents should feel confident sending their child to school knowing that they will be given the opportunity to cultivate that sense of self and a strong one. And with the research I did, I found an article that says, Psychology Today reports that there are three major science-backed benefits of children practicing self-love. 
This includes increased resilience, increased productivity, and decreased stress. And this is when a child sees self-love in three ways, right? It's all mental, loving their brains and their mind, physical, loving their bodies, and emotional, loving their feelings and their character. But now I'm getting, I guess, to the juicy part of the episode because I really fundamentally see and have seen that this is lacking so much in our schooling system. And it's safe to say that social-emotional learning, right, has become really popular. It's also called SEL. And it's become common to hear in schools, right? There's more curriculum around it. I think parents, you all may be demanding it. And it's also because of all the mental health issues we've seen in students post-pandemic. But the reality is, is that the way our schools are set up truly deny self-love. It's just the way it's structured. And so I saw that as an educator, but I also saw it as a student. And I want to break it down for you as a parent of why I feel this way. And the biggest reason I think that schools deny self-love in children is because of the underlying power structure that schools have and that the adult is right and that the child is there to follow instructions. For me, when I think about self-love, I think about self-trust, right? It is about believing in yourself and your intuition. It's about trusting your gut, your body signaling to your brain when you're okay and when you're not. And yet, the way the power dynamic is in our schools, it's authoritarian. It's about getting permission. There is this lack of autonomy in most school spaces, right? Not all, but most, that adults feel that they have to constantly tell kids what to do. And I heard this so much when I was in school, right? You would hear in the hallway, go to class, spit out your gum, raise your hand before going to the bathroom. Every student is being constantly told that what you feel or believe is not important because you need to get permission first. And the adult knows what's right for you and that you don't know that for yourself. And so it it starts to make you question, right, when you're young of, do I believe myself? Is this true? And this permission-seeking is perpetuated, honestly, over and over, right? It's from elementary to middle to high school. And the last one is so heartbreaking too when I think about the bathroom, right? Like a kid can't go to the bathroom when their body is signaling to them that they need to because just of the way our schools are set up with so many students, it's just too hard to control. But again, that negates this self-love of just your own body and understanding it and being in tune with it. And so this need for permission just is 
denying that self-love and self-trust. I mean, you believe that asking for permission is more important than following your gut and following your path. And this is in your career. This affects your relationships. And I don't know about you, but when I got older, because of this kind of way I was schooled and educated, I had a really hard time making choices. Like, what did I want to major in? What college was the best? I thought I knew, but I was also getting a lot of whispers, right, from adult figures in my life of what they believed was right for me because I had started to deny that for myself. I would say that the second way that we deny self-love in schools is by perpetuating this rat race and competition. It's such a constant focus on externalizing success and telling our kids that who they are now doesn't matter. The focus is more on becoming than being. And I hear this over and over again from parents that I work with. They tell me, there's so much pressure and I feel that my child has to keep up and they have to be ahead. And if they're not, then they're not going to be successful. And so we kind of lose that present moment, right? When I wrote my book, Raise Your Hand, I have a quote in there that says, we become so focused on the future that we neglect who our child is in the present moment. And I get the pressure, right? And achievement is such a core focus of the school system that self-love and happiness and appreciation for oneself, it's so correlated to what you achieve. And this becomes even stronger when you get older, right? The job you have, how much money you make, the house you buy, getting married. And I know for me, I externalized my love by thinking it needed to be conditional, that it was based on what I achieved. And it's taken me, gosh, a decade now, and it's still a journey to actually cultivate a true sense of self. It's so many ways this rat race completely denies the truth of who we are. And I just see this over and over again where students put on this mask, right? This false sense of self because they want to make the adults in their lives proud, their teachers, their parents. But we also want to move away from them getting older and them asking themselves, what was the point, right? Yeah, why am I here? Am I good enough? Do I need to keep achieving? And so the self-love that naturally is there for most kids, it just slowly dissipates. And I feel that in schools, it gets worse and worse. The last thing I see in the power structure is that we do not give autonomy of the kids learning. You know, Self-love is about listening to yourself, your explorations, your curiosity, your intuition. What excites you? What do you want to learn about? You know, the natural tendencies that you see with young babies and toddlers when they are just exploring the natural world. But when a child walks into a classroom, that choice is denied, They are told what lesson they are learning, when they're learning it, the extent of why it's important. This is 
literally crazy to me. And it's no one to blame, right? Because it's mandated standards by the state and by the federal government. And so any adult in a school space is asked to follow through with those standards. But because our schools have skewed so far into achievement, there's so many rules of what needs to be taught, even if it doesn't serve your child. And it makes kids question their own gut, right? It's it's similar to when you see a kid who's really interested in playing the guitar or painting, and yet the whispers of the world is, well, that's great, honey, but that's a hobby, right? That's not going to actually lead to your success one day. Or, hey, I know you want to pursue this and it doesn't require a college degree, but I still think you should do it because of X, Y, Z reasons. And those are all valid, but at what point do we deny that kind of self-trust and that accepting of oneself, even if it doesn't abide by the groupthink and the standards? And so I do think that schools have a lot of work to do to really create spaces where kids feel that self-love, that they are accepted for who they truly are. And I know sometimes that's especially hard because schools have a lot of you know, peer pressure and bullying. And there are a lot of kids who feel the pressure to be accepted by others, sometimes denying themselves in the process. And I think when a school system tells you what is important and how you should behave, that in itself is losing that inner strength that lies within, right? And I wish my school cultivated it to show me that my perspective, my values, my beliefs matter, my emotions matter. And I really tried this with my students. And what I learned is the best way that self-love can be cultivated is by just modeling it yourself. You know, I can sit here and tell you what schools need to do to shift this paradigm and this power structure, but you as a parent actually have a lot of holds in this, right? And I think with the rise of mental health issues and therapy and midlife crisis and so much more, we can do this for kids. And to show them that they can be resilient by just loving who they are within. So the way that I advise parents is by taking a few steps to cultivate that self-love. And I will say this is tried and and tested (laughs) because I, I had to do it myself. So how do you connect with yourself, right? What are those five minutes in a day where you can truly connect to yourself, whether it's a workout, journaling, meditating, whatever that is for you, affirmations, something in which you can write those positive things about yourself, right? And then it's about cultivating that awareness. What are the things you as an adult love about yourself and what are parts of you you don't? And how do you don't or not bring shame to those things when you're talking to your child? And how do you start to create more wholeness within and model that self-positive talk with your child? And I know so many parents, so many of you are doing this already, and I think it's amazing. And 
I do believe that that can offset a lot of what our schools are doing right now in terms of negating some of these crucial elements that make a child bloom and truly thrive. So that's my call to you. Can we create spaces intentionally and model as adults to find that wholeness within and ultimately bring that to life for kids and to just accept, right, all of you, all of it, and to show children they can accept all parts of themselves, the mad, the frustrations, the sadness, the joy, the curiosity, the exploration, all of the above. Because I think that will make them stronger in a world that's going to push to not do those things. And I do think it's entirely possible. So with that note, I hope this gave you some insights of what I believe is a crucial issue, but is also something that we can work through. And definitely subscribe and be ready for next week's episode because I am so excited to have a parent come on and share how she does this with her own kids to balance achievement and self-love. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for showing up as a parent, but not only just for yourself, but for your child as you consciously make shifts for their schooling. To connect with me, follow at The Parent Classroom on Instagram and join my email newsletter to stay tuned for more resources for you and your child. If you are interested in consciousness and education, you can find my book, Raise Your Hand, A Call for Consciousness and Education, now on Amazon. Till next time. Bye.